Hopefully it doesn't suck. Hopefully. We're on the right track, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like that should be our, our actual podcast intro. Hopefully it doesn't suck. Yeah, because you know how we're like usually professional. We don't have like an intro saying what, <laughs> yeah. what, the, what the name of the podcast is or who we are or anything <laughs> fun like that. Not that some of that matters, but yeah, it should be. Hopefully this doesn't suck. That could be the new tagline. Yeah, parabebble. Hopefully it doesn't suck. Yeah. I mean, we've gone through where we babble on and on until you fall asleep. To hopefully it doesn't suck. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, it might. You never know. Part of the beauty of it, though, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just never know. So, this is Parababble. Hopefully it doesn't suck. There we go! <laughs> See, it's already working. <laughs> so, I always like talking about this kind of stuff, though. Ghost stuff. Yes, ghosts are fun. It's a classic. It is a classic. Yep, you, like can't, you can't go wrong with it. Going back to, to our roots. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. And there's always, like, that one ghost story that you're like, I've heard them all before, and then all of a sudden you hear one more, and you're like, how did I not hear about this? You know, you'd think that we'd be jaded to it by now. Yeah, and you I, would. And I am. Yeah. No, not, not comp- I mean, sometimes you get caught off guard like this. And, like, recently, too, like last year when when that that uh, airline one, Flight of 401. Yeah. I was like, how have we never heard about this before? I know. And that was a really cool story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when you find out about the parts of the plane being on other planes. Yeah. Kind of just makes you go, okay, mm-hmm. maybe there is something to it. It's interesting. <clears throat> so, Rob, what are we going to talk about tonight? The Which ri- ghost? The Ridgeway ghost. The Ridgeway ghost. Also known as the Ridgeway phantom. Oh, see, this is what I thought was cool about this story. Yeah. It's not every day you get a ghost that is so talented. He gets to be called a phantom. Yeah. Gets to be all kinds of things, whatever he wants. Why is he a phantom over a ghost, though? Like, what's. Well, I think because of all the different appearances that he's had over the years, that technically he can be whatever he wants. Okay. Yeah. So like, that's what earned him the title? Yeah. He can be whatever he wants. He can be an old woman. He can be a young woman. He can be a headless horseman. He can be a man running after you with a whip. He could even be an animal. Like a pig? Yeah, any kind of various farm animals, sheep, dog, pig. Ball of fire. Which makes it really hard to know if you're actually seeing a stray pig running through the woods or if Mm -hmm. it's the Ridgeway ghost. Yeah, like how do you know it's the Ridgeway ghost and not just like a pig? I don't know. But what I found really intriguing about this is how many people have been injured by this ghost. And that's something that you don't typically hear about. Because we always say, like, ghosts can't hurt you. I think this is how it ended up on our list, because it was known as, like, the only ghost on record to actually have killed people. Right. And more than one person. So it wasn't, like, a fluke thing where something happened. There was, like, numerous people. Yeah. Even if it was just the one, I guess, it would be... Yeah. Impressive. (laughs) From a ghost standpoint, anyway. I mean, you know, to have that much energy, to be able to shapeshift, be able to inflict pain on people. The, what, didn't they say the Bell Witch killed someone? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because she's what the Blair Witch story was based on. Yeah. Drove someone insane or something. I think they made a movie about, like, the actual Bell Witch story. And they sold it on it being, like, the only documented 
ghost that ever killed someone. Well, they were wrong. was wrong. That's right. The Ridgeway ghost came first. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I 1840s. That's a long time ago. It was even earlier than that that I found. Really? Yeah. Now I'm even more intrigued. Because yep. there are a couple origin stories of this particular phantom. Yeah, that's that's where I started with this. And, I, and that's where I immediately got annoyed. Because you were like, this is all junk. I'm like, this is just like the melon heads all over again. This is just like <laughs> the Jersey Devil or any of these other ones. Because there's like, I found three, yeah, three possible origin stories for this uh, for this ghost. All right. So let's start with the first one. What's the first origin story? Let's see if these are like cringy or if they're, they've got maybe some, some teeth to them. And I'm curious to see if any of mine even match yours. Maybe yeah. there's more than three. <laughs> Don't you love how, like, the folklore starts and how it yep. evolves and changes? Yeah. So I read all all of these origin stories, and then I was like, none of these in particular are very interesting to begin with. So that's not, not good. Um, so the first one I have is, in a saloon in 1840, two teenage brothers were murdered. One was burned in a fireplace, and the other froze to death when he was just trying to escape in the cold outside. Because this is Ridgeway, Wisconsin. So. Yep. It's cold. That is very similar to what I also read. Yeah. Um, it's very similar, but there was a little bit more information about it. So the brothers were 13 and 14 years old. Yeah. Um, and they did name the specific saloon that they thought it happened in. But there's still no reason as to which was McKillop's salon, saloon. I did see that, yeah. Um, but no one knows like why the fight started. Yeah. Or how they actually got murdered. All right. So, so far we're one for one. Yep. But I'm curious to know what the others are. Yep. So it only goes downhill from here. (laughs) So this one originated in the same time around 1840, also in a saloon where there was a brawl and a man was killed. There's no details about who was involved, who was killed, or why beyond that. Okay. So even more vague. Yep. But still sort of around the same thing. Bar fight, brawl, somebody gets murdered. Okay. Yeah. And you've got one more? One more. And so this one was one that I found in the New York Times. Oh, okay. So a lot of a lot of the most interesting information I found on this one came from an article in the New York Times that was written on December 2nd, 1902. So they reported that the ghost was that of a wrathful man killed in the lead mining days before the civil war Hmm. and so he was killed and there was a lot of um immigrants that had come to the town there wasn't it they had like a big population boom right around that time Yep. i did remember reading some stuff about that so just for some backstory ridgeway is you know a particular place in wisconsin but they say that the sightings and the ridgeway ghosts exist between Dodgeville and Blue Mountains in Wisconsin, yeah. which yeah. is like a 20, 20 miles, 20 mile radius, like straight shot kind of mm-hmm. thing. And that's where all of these things supposedly happen. Yep. But it is an old mining town, has a small population of only like 600 people, Yeah, which I thought was really interesting, too, because it's got such a rich history about this particular phantom. But there's not that many people that live there. Yeah. And if you look and go back and see like. The stripper road where they say it happens, this 20-mile uh, route 50, 151, it's like farmland. It's like all open area, 
probably pretty creepy looking because of that. So the most logical reason is that something bad happened in that area. Maybe left some bad, you know, energy behind, some bad juju. Yep. And it was powerful enough for this thing to manifest into whatever it is. Yeah. And all these origin stories, like any one of them could have been it. But there's like scarce details. Right. Well, I mean, it was a long time ago. Yeah. So I can understand like why there's not a clear like this is how it happened. But it also is folklore. So, you know, that's a bad game of telephone. Everybody's probably got a different game of telephone that's been going on for almost 200 years. Now, what I thought was kind of interesting about this, too, is that they say that the sightings tend to ramp up every 40 years. So I don't know if you saw that, but starting in like the 1850s and then the 1890s and then the 1930s, the 1970s. But where was the 2010s in that? I didn't see anything like recent, recent. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's overdue. Yeah. And like, what's with the 40 year? Yeah. Is he like the cheaper creeper thing? Yeah. Time frame. That's like, why is it so specific to the 40 year mark? I don't know. I thought that was a little weird. Yeah. But this phantom, this ghost has definitely caused some pretty crazy things to happen for people yeah and there's like you said there's a lot of different sightings and it came in different forms so people have been chased by it they've been harmed by it they've seen all different kinds of variations of it supposedly it's still going on it hasn't like necessarily disappeared although the sightings and the accounts have definitely dried up from previous years but did you come across the first time that it was documented that its ghost actually harmed somebody yes i have all the times that it supposedly harmed somebody all the times i think so i don't know i mean uh, this all comes from i mean my information might be a little dated compared to what you have because i kind of stopped in 1902 because it was the most interesting and it was the new york times yeah you don't often see a uh article about a ghost right written in the new york times it's pretty strange that they yeah. would even, like, publish something like that. Yeah, it was different times. It's not even, like, around Halloween. It was in December, so... Yeah, it's definitely different times. But one of the uh, sightings that they first documented happened when um, there was a doctor named Dr. Breck, who was dead, and he was buried, like, in the Ridgeway area. And his body was exhumed because they wanted to bury him elsewhere on, I believe, some university where he was, you know, well-known and just thought he wanted to be there. So there were some clergymen that were accompanying his body. And what happened was the clergyman went outside. His body was being held inside somewhere, probably a funeral home or whatever. And in the woods... The clergyman freaked out because one of them came in screaming, there's ghosts all over the woods. All over the woods. All all over the woods. Various ghosts, not just one. Not just one and not just one clergyman Mm. seeing this. They described it as seeing dark figures. This is a tongue twister now. This is the exact wording. (laughs) And some of these wording is pretty interesting from 1902. Yeah. So they described seeing dark figures darting hither and in wild and fitful dances. All right, so pretty chaotic scene. 
Yeah. So then in the morning when they moved the casket finally, they found that the floor underneath it was burned. It was like charred. It was black to the point where like there was actually a hole in the floor. It burned right through the floor. That's weird. Yeah. And then once the body was finally reburied, some there was a photographer there that, that took a picture and there was apparently two ghosts at the gravesite. And they actually identified the people in the photo, the ghosts in the photo, as of that of uh, someone that had worked at the university and a, someone that they identified as a benefactress, both dead. And it was a ghostly photo, which I tried but could not find. <laughs> so whatever was going on was definitely like mm-hmm. things were ramping up. Yeah. Lots of energy. Now, it's interesting that the Times article kind of dismissed this photograph as being superimposed. Which is pretty, you know, scientific of them to say in, in 1902. 1902. Yeah. Okay. So that that's what they threw out there for that. So lots of different witnesses, lots of different phenomenon. Yep. But not one particular phantom. No, this one had several phantoms, dark figures. Those were the ones that I was reading about mostly. Dark figures. Not so much pigs or horses or not, but Yeah, you know, I read the description of all the things that people had said that they had seen this thing as, but I couldn't find any eyewitness accounts of the animals either. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just like maybe animals acting weird, you know, so they just attributed it to being the Ridgeway yeah. ghost because, you know, like animals are sensitive in general. Yep. And, you know, if there was some kind of weird energy shift, you could see that something would be acting abnormally. Yeah. And that's interesting because the next encounter I have actually did involve animals, not as the phantom, but they reacted to mm. the sighting. So this was um, from a, a doctor. So these are all like... Credible people. Supposedly credible yeah. people. Yeah. It's not like, you know, you're crazy town lunatic. Well, we'll get to that with this doctor. <laughs> so this, this guy's name is Dr. Cutler. And he was writing home one evening from seeing a patient one night. You, you read about this one? I did see this, yeah. yes. And he saw a dark figure appear on the pole between his horses. And the horses kind of freaked out mm-hmm. and started taking off. And eventually the dark figure just kind of disappeared. I did also read that he had been, he had said that he had seen this figure three separate times in his life. Yeah. So this was the second time. The first time he was also riding on his carriage and the dark figure just kind of appeared next to him in his carriage and it was completely silent. And he was just, like, ignoring it and didn't say a word to it. I don't know. How awkward. I know, like, <laughs> hmm, hey there. <laughs> Hello, strange, and dark after, figure. After about riding with the thing for a mile, it just disappeared. Oh, that is weird. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could just ignore it. No. I'd want to, like, try to stick my finger through it or, you know, talk to it, do something, right? I w- I, yeah, I would be like, sup? <laughs> <laughs> So this was funny because, again, this is 1902 New York Times. They kind of discredited this doctor as well because they said, and this is an exact quote, he loved the flowing bowl. What does that mean? He was a drunk. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had to look that up too. I was yeah. Like, the way they said it, I was like, I kind of think that's what it means, but I had to double check. So they just think he was 
hallucinating all of these different experiences. Mm-hmm. But didn't he die after like the third encounter? Yeah. So in the third encounter, he was frightened to death. <laughs> I mean, you know, how many times can you see this thing before it finally takes yeah. its toll? I mean, I didn't really find any details beyond that on it on the third encounter, but I'm like, well, if he encountered it for the last time and it frightened him to death, like, how does anybody know that that's what killed him? Like, right. how could he have told anyone if he died upon seeing it for the third time? It is a little strange. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just died of some unknown cause and they just attributed it to that. But to have the same person have multiple encounters. Yeah. And he was from that area. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they said um, he did get a little redemption because eventually there was other people that encountered this. Maybe that's why he started drinking. To deal with it. Maybe the first time he saw it, he's like, oh, shit, I better get that flowing bowl. Right? I mean, think about it. You get super scared. You know, a lot of people will be like, oh, my God, I need a shot. I got to count my nerves down. Maybe that's what happened. He just saw it so many times. He just wanted to pretend like he wasn't seeing it that's one way i guess i'm doing it i mean i don't know are you drunk driving your horses dui for courage <laughs> i mean is it would seem like that a thing back then i don't know i mean it would seem like you'd have to have your wits about you to <laughs> yeah. like be making sure you could drive the horse and carriage i mean the horses weren't drunk so <laughs> at least i don't think so <laughs> i hope not because <laughs> then they're all just it's over but it's interesting, too, to have the same person see the same entity. It's Three almost times. like he was being haunted by it. Yeah, like it was targeting him yep. for some reason. So now we have some kind of specter, phantom specter, that can turn into all different kinds of stuff. And he has targeted at least two people so far. Some, you know, burning away the floor at a funeral And now we have this doctor. Did you read anything about John Lewis? Yes, that was the big one. Yes. So this is the one that made me like really, I think like, okay, there might be something more to this Mm -hmm. because of how detailed the account was. Yeah. And even the New York Times was like, so this incident, the unfortunate incident with John Lewis kind of redeemed Dr. Cutler's story in the end. So again, like same area. Yes, he, farmland. Yep. He was a farmer. Circumstances were a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So he was, what, coming back from a friend's farm? Yeah, he was coming back from a friend's farm, helping him out butchering animals, I guess. And um, it's interesting to see like the way that the Times described him as a sober man. Mm. They had to point that out after calling Dr. Cutler a drunk, a drunk? basically. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, John Lewis, his son, Evan Lewis, I don't know if you saw anything about him. Mm-mm. So his, his son was a wrestling champion. Oh. And he was big and strong, and so was John, they said. That's how they described him. So he was a big dude. He was strong. Not easily intimidated. Not easily intimidated or, you know, not someone you... Pushed around. To, yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he was coming home one day. And they said it was the evening, but it wasn't, like, super dark yet. So maybe, like, it was just starting to get a little dark. And he saw a large figure pop out in front of him. This same shadowy dark figure. Kind of, it sounded exactly like 
Dr. Cutler's description. And so it kind of freaked him out a little bit. And he decided, I'm going to go around him in my... I don't know if he was walking or if he had a carriage. It was kind of unclear. And when he tried to divert his direction, the thing jumped in front of him. So at this point, he's like, okay. It's on. It's on. Yeah. He gets his knife out. Whoa. He lunges at the thing. What? And tries to stab him. Yeah, did you read that part? Okay, so now yeah. he's like engaging whatever yeah. this is. He's not running. He's not scared. He was at first, but now he's like, oh, there's no way to get around it. Time to fight. All right. You know, he was a big dude. He was strong. He's he's going for it. He's got a knife. He's armed. So that's where his memory of like stops. Because, well, it doesn't stop. But the next morning, after he attacked this thing, a neighbor found him barely conscious and john said that he had been hurled in the air as if in the vortex of a cyclone pounded crushed into insensibility wow those were his exact words that's pretty violent yep and then he died a few hours later from his injuries and the whole time he kept asserting that he was attacked by the supernatural entity and that's what caused all these injuries and ultimately killed him so as crazy as that story sounds, he was found by somebody else in yeah. a semi-conscious state. You don't just get that way for no reason. And to have internal injuries like that that were life-threatening. I mean, he must have been banged up pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it literally killed him. But why him? Like, that's what's weird. Maybe because he got aggressive? Maybe, because he did go after the thing. I mean, you know how that is. You're in a haunted location, and people are trying to provoke because they want something to happen. Maybe he unintentionally provoked it because he was trying to get away from it. And then he definitely provoked it when he tried to stab it. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, especially if this thing really was someone who passed away in a bar brawl. Yeah. I mean, that especially could have been I didn't even think about that. very yeah. threatening. Yeah, I would assume so. You want to talk about, like, you know, walking around and not really remembering anything about your past life as a ghost except for maybe how you died. That could be pretty triggering. Yeah, I would imagine it would be. So, I mean, I've seen people provoke on ghost hunts before. Oh, yeah. But I've never seen someone try to stab a ghost. No. Well, because usually when they're provoking, they're trying to get them to come out. Yeah. Trying to get them to, like, interact in some way. This thing was already there. Yeah, this one was out. He was like, hey, I'm right here. Trying to get away from me? Nope, I'm going to step in front of you. So I thought it was really kind of strange, too, that there were no more other discussions about this entity hurting anyone after that. Yeah, well, there was one other, but there's, like, scarce details. Yeah. And supposedly this person died as well. This person was only described as a dressmaker. I don't know if you saw this one. Mm Mm-mm. So it was a dressmaker that also encountered the dark figure, same description, and pursued it. So instead of running away from it, it followed it. And then soon afterwards, he died of shock shock caused by the intense fright. I mean, people have been scared to death. So it sounds like something happened, scared the crap out of him. Must have told a story to somebody before he died. Right? (laughs) I mean, that is a real thing to be scared to death. Yeah. And that seems to be what happened to this dressmaker and Dr. Cutler. So whatever is there is still lurking around with some unfinished business, it sounds like. 
yeah, some some unfinished business. Who knows what? Because we don't know what it is or who it is or anything. And people are still going and looking for this thing. Yeah. Because I did see some like stories about like high school kids going there on like Halloween nights trying to provoke this thing and you know seeing things and then getting spooked and running away. It wasn't any like real serious um, accounts, you know. It was just kind of like I think more of like those stories that go around. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to try, right? If it's got a history of killing people. Good luck. Just leave that alone. (laughs) But it kind of made me think, too, about the episode that we did about the bridge and how people were lured to their death from that whole entity that's there. The public monster? I thought that was just people being stupid. Well, (laughs) yes. But there was definitely stories about, you know, something, people hearing their names being called. and It's kind of like the Pukwudgies. Yes. Bringing up the Pukwudgies again. Yep. Trying to get people to, like, you know, yeah, come, come out. to them. Yep. Luring them. But this sounds like it's more of, like, just jumping out in front of people and scaring them. And then people not reacting in normal ways of, like, running away and then bad things happening. Yeah. Well, it sounds like running away is the safe bet or ignoring it because the two encounters where they died the guy followed him and the guy went after him dude run dude run that's what you got to do <laughs> that's what i think normal people would do i would assume so i mean but if it shows up on your you know you've got the horse and carriage and you're going down the road and it just magically shows up sitting next to you yeah what do you do how do you get away from it <laughs> What do you do then? Do <laughs> you imagine like driving in your car just all of a sudden dark figure there? No, but there's ghost stories about people all of a sudden like having them in their back seats. Yeah, picking or up, picking up or hitchhikers. Picking up a hitchhiker and then all of a sudden they're the person's a gone and they're gone. Yep. So I mean, it could happen, right? There's stories like that that take place. People like yeah. think they have full conversations. Yep. Those are crazy. With people that don't exist. Yeah. I wonder if any of them were the Ridgeway ghost. So what do you think about the Ridgeway ghost in general? Were you intrigued by this? Do you think it's a load of crap? I think the story of John Lewis was interesting. Yeah, it's hard to discount something like that. Because something happened to him. Right. Whether it was a ghost or not. Like, you don't get those kind of injuries from nothing. Right. Like, it's not natural causes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you didn't just get a mini tornado that came out of nowhere and just hit him. Yeah. I mean, there's physical proof. There's physical, something physical. Well, and they made a point to say that he was sober during the incident, that he was in good physical shape. He was a big guy. Yep. He would be intimidating to other people. Yep. His son was a wrestling champion. Do you think that maybe because that was like the last real account of somebody being injured by this thing that maybe it got whatever business it had to finish finished maybe i mean there's there's sightings after that though right because this was 1902 there are articles written but none of them as detailed as that yeah it's almost like you know that's how it finally especially if he attacked him with a knife that's the part that gets me yeah because it's like if you want to talk about like singapore theory and you want to, like, recreate the way that something happened from a spirit point of view. This big guy lunging after you with a knife probably 
could have, you know. A little triggering if that's literally how you died. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe like winning the fight this time. Well, he did. Let this let that Ridgeway ghost phantom get the piece it was looking for. Yeah. Finally had the upper hand. Got him. Case solved. Is it though, really? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I'm sure if you go there, there's probably still people that say they've seen it recently. Yeah. Especially when it can be so many things. Be like, I saw a pig out in my land. Right. If you see some, like, dog running through the woods, you have to be like, are you the ghost? Are you, like, the, you know, the dog that belongs to the farmer down the road? Shape-shifting ghost. It is cool in that aspect. That might be a first. It's like got some... shapeshifters, but... Right. It's got some, like, neat things that aren't mm-hmm. typical for ghost stories. Yeah, it was a little different. I liked it, though. Yeah, kind of unique. Yeah. It's not every day that you find those still. No. After all this time. Yeah. So hopefully this didn't suck. I don't think so. No. (laughs) If it sucked, the Ridgeway Ghost is going to come and beat me up. Yeah, let's hope that that doesn't happen. Just don't attack it and you'll probably be fine. Yeah, I'll just stay away from him and... Just dude run. Dude run. That's how you do it. Dude run. You remember that? I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, run! (laughs) There was t-shirts and hats and... Yeah. See, that was good. Yeah. Parabubblepodcast at gmail.com. There you go. Get yourself a Dude Run t-shirt. It's vintage. (laughs) That's all I got.